0: So, so
1: positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. So happy to be with you guys, as always and always. It is a pleasure and an honor. It is a wonderful Wednesday as I record. I actually released uh, an interview episode with Giselle Coy uh, a day early just because of scheduling. Uh, I released it yesterday, so I'm recording on Wednesday, which is not a norm for me. Normally I'm releasing interview episodes on this day and sort of taking the day off recording or um, recording a forthcoming, a future interview episode. So yeah, this is cool. I love being able to mix it up a little bit every now and then and hope you guys are just having a lovely moment wherever, whenever you are. We're going to take a question today from a listener, a question that has been burning inside of this person for months so i felt like you know what let's let's stop the burning shall we i'll go ahead and and take a crack at giving my 23 and a half cents on the matter but before we do that i would like to take a moment and read a review on itunes you guys know i love my itunes reviews not only do they help us to reach new people but they also fuel my fire to continue this labor of love so if you haven't reviewed on itunes would love you long time if you do. Uh, love you long time if you don't. But uh, this one came in by Erica Erka butt Erka Erka Butt Erka Butt. What an attitude changer. I started listening to this on January 2nd. I decided I'm done. I decided I am done giving in to my negative emotions and thought patterns, and this podcast has been such a huge help. I listen every morning while I drink my coffee, and I have a journal. I write all of my notes for spiritual growth. This podcast resonates with so many thoughts and aspects of my life, and I am beyond grateful I was drawn to these like-minded vibrations. Zen on. <laughs> Thank you, Erkabut, for taking the time to write in. And so uh, so happy to play a part in your epic adventure saga that is your life. And yeah, what a great time to start. First of the year, obviously. Um, tuning into things that are helping to elevate your vibration. And I have a feeling that Urkabut is going to have a magical year, don't you guys? Yeah, magical year, magical life. You know, so many people tuning in, I, I feel, are at that critical junction in their own evolution where they're ready to, it's like, okay, I've, I've sort of gotten the... This signal from higher self that enough with the separation mentality and, um, you know, negativity and suffering that can come with that separation mentality. And, and once you sort of, Flip that switch and it's like, you know, time to go back home, time to go back and reconnect with source, higher self, and start viewing things from the perspective of our higher selves. It's such a powerful turning point. So many people are having it and so many, you know, uh, listeners are having that experience and it's so just magical to see. I absolutely love hearing you guys' stories and getting your questions, so um, please continue to send those in. And this one came in that I'm going to address today from Caitlin. Um, she wrote in uh, to my email, actually, Brandon at PositiveHead.com for any of you who have questions, or you can also um, jump on the Facebook group and people post questions there sometimes as well, and connect with other P heads, uh, as I affectionately refer to everyone, um, and the Facebook group is Positive Heads with an S. So um, yeah, this question, I'll jump right in. This question has been burning inside of me for months. I know it's a long message, but for some reason, today was the day I finally had to reach out to you. Thanks for all you do. Now let me say this real quick. One of the things uh, I love about uh, today is finally the day. Finally that switch went off is we never really can see the full picture of why today. Why did Caitlin write this in today? Why did I decide to answer it pretty much as soon as I received it? Um, and, and once again, for those of you who've written in questions in the past, I will reply to you. Maybe answer them. Hopefully answer them. Um, but you know, sometimes I get them uh, where they just pop up and I feel uh, very called to answer them on the spot. So a lot of times there, there are forces playing out that we don't fully see. Like this question isn't just Caitlin's question. This is a lot of your question. And so um, now is the perfect time and opportunity for it to help the maximum number of people. So um, I, I just love to ponder, you know, all the the unknown Timeframes that we don't really understand. Why do you fi- have these urges to do this today instead of yesterday? And you know what what is the what is really going on behind the scenes? And I, I feel like the more we can get in touch with those those subtle urges from our guides, our higher self, whatever you want to call it, um, it's, uh, it leads to the best possible outcome. So uh, I'm glad that, uh, Caitlin, you got off the fence and you wrote in. And to continue, she said, um, so I fully understand what it means and feels to resist against something. Even though it's something you want so badly to happen, it's pushing back because of insecurities, fears, lack of self-love and worry. I came to an understanding what that resistance really feels like after trying so hard to make my business happen. The more I wanted to grow it, the harder I tried, but sat there and dwelled on all the things going wrong and how it was all my fault and I wasn't good enough. At the end of the summer, I literally burnt myself out. Not only was my business going nowhere, but my home life was a mess. My husband and I moved across the country to be with family and ended up being kicked out by that family member. Plus tons of other changes that happen when you make a big move without a good plan. Uh, And then a a little laughing emoji. (laughs) So at least she's got a humor about this. After trying so hard and hearing an Abraham Hicks video about letting it go, I decided I needed a break for my business. It's a dream for me to make it a success, but at the same time, it was another thing in my life not going the way I wanted. I dwelled on that. Since letting go of my business, I focused on things that light me up. For instance, being a retired professional dancer, I started teaching ballet in lyrical. I'm also teaching at the gym. This lights my soul up. I love being back in the studio and moving my body and helping others. I'm so grateful and feel so blessed I'm able to do what I love even though I live in a small town. The thing is, my business is always in the back of my mind. I think of it daily. It's a vehicle for me to help people and spread some love. Even though I burnt myself out, I feel so deeply about it and want to start working at it again. Here's my question. How do you know when you're done resisting something? How do I know when it's the right time to start again? And how do I present, prevent myself from going back to resisting it? Every day I spend time on myself by praying and reading a personal development book. I also feel spiritually awakened in a way. My mindset is different now, but I'm just so scared of my want to grow my business overpowering the joy I have in it. I know you're a businessman and entrepreneur. So, what wisdom can you give me? Well, um, this is uh, quite the question, and I know a lot of people can relate to not only wanting to do something and make a success, you know, whether it's a business or whatever it may be, um, but uh, also being discontent in their job. And so, the first thing that I'm going to point out is, you know, focusing on, you know, what lights your soul up. What, What a beautiful thing that you went down the path of of uh working on this business it didn't work out um and you you let it go you moved on to something else that is uh a part of your uh makeup part of your past uh professional dancing and you brought that forward again and you said it lights your soul up in caps so um one thing is uh that jumps out to me is just embracing that you have something right now that lights your soul up right so really do you need something else to um to satisfy you know your inner desires right yeah we always constantly have more and more desires but you know what about what's great that you already have and really really relishing in that and enjoying that to the fullest because obviously you do um and then my question would be, and now I don't know what that business is that you worked on that didn't work out, but you know, um, it seems like you've got something that's really working that lights you up. Have you considered a new venture perhaps, maybe tying in professional dance, ballet, lyrical? I'm not sure what the old one was. Like I said, maybe that already is tied in in some way. But you know, one of the things for me, and you're right, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started my first business at like eight years old selling candy at school and it never stopped. And I've had a way more failure than I have had success. And I've had some really big success and a lot of roller coaster. For those of you who've been listening for a long time, you've, you've heard the, the, the stories of, you know, building a company from nothing to a hundred plus employees and, you know, a lot of uh, drama along the way and so forth. And I won't go into that today, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, can relate. And one of the things that's worked for me is, Either I'm successful or I'm learning, right? So uh, either I have success um, I, or I'm growing from learning from my mistakes. So it seems like you're really, really caught up on the end goal as opposed to the process. You know, if 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 your aim as a human in 3D is to grow and to learn, ultimately, that's the ultimate thing, and it sounds like you're doing that too, which is huge. Um, then you know you're you're caught up you being caught up on the success of it is sort of like like what what success are we talking about financial success because the ultimate success is, is you growing and learning you know i think of the the chinese proverb you know, fall down eight times, get up nine. For me, you know, what's worked a lot is trying again, trying again, but in, in never, never, you know, being that sort of eternal optimist and continuing to find and learn from my past mistakes and apply again. So, you know, that is the process. Learning, you know, two steps forward, one step back. So, I feel like what you, what the the issue here that I feel from you, Caitlin, is that you're kind of injecting this. Um, this uh, resistance to the whole process of being an entrepreneur in growing and learning. You are successful just by trying because you're learning and you're growing. So, you know, instead of being so caught on, you know, a particular type of success, um, you know just embrace the whole ride what if you go back into it saying i don't know if i'm going to it's going to put oh you know a, a million dollars in my bank or it's going to uh, bankrupt me and it things it, it, it bring challenges but i'm going to learn and i'm following my highest calling i'm following my highest good and i have to trust that that is going to um, yield uh, ultimately you know the things that i need You know, what is it? Is it the Rolling Stone songs? We can't always get what we want, but we get what we need. That's true, right? I'm not even a big fan of that band, but that's very, very true. So, you know, Rumi said, what matters is how quickly you do what your soul directs. Follow that passion. Follow that without the expectation. Your expectation is, is, you know, um, all these fears of... Um, you know uh, of loss or not making it work and not making it happen and wanting it so badly to happen well it's happening when you're doing it. it's kind of like the artists that you know uh, I can think back to my old band Kundalini many many, many years ago, and we like were had so much fun in the early days making music, and then it turned into. Um, this, oh, we gotta make it. We're playing with all these other big bands, and, you know, our bass player's brother is in no doubt, and, you know, these guys did this, and these guys did that. How do we get there? Meanwhile, we, we started missing the journey. The path is the goal. And we, we were missing the journey along the way and it turned into something that created stress and it got less and less fun and more and more like, you know, a job and, you know, all these expectations were put on, put, put on it. Just lose the expectation about it. If you want to pursue uh, the business, pursue the business and in let go of needing it to um, pan out in any certain way. Yes, you can have aims. Yes, you can have um, you know, goals and all those things as you should. But this is the key and I've talked about this key over and over again is having these desires, shooting these rockets of desire with a healthy sense of detachment. You don't need it to sh- show up a certain way in order for it to be a success. The fact that you're doing it is a success. The, s- the fact that you're willing to get up another time and try again is a success. That right there, you already made it. Congratulations, you're there. Anything else that happens above and beyond that um, is icing on the cake, right? So, you know, that's, that's what I would say, you know, um, be resourceful, think outside the box, look at it and see what you could do differently. Yes, you're coming to it in, in a different state now. Um, and, and if you're unsure what the best path is for you for the optimal joy and growth and all those things and you're still on the fence about it ask for signs and flow with the signs you don't need to you know this is something that I've been talking about a lot lately because it's such a theme in my own life is you know saying hey higher self I invite you to show the way I have more ideas than I have time so much creativity and ideas flows through me and um, it's easy to chase those things and I've certainly done lots of it chase that rabbit chase that rabbit chase that rabbit I'm Really taking a step back in my own life, letting the ideas that flow through come be sit out there. And then, if things seem to really naturally unfold in a way that are pointing me down that road, like wow, this is just really like this isn't trying to, you know, fit a square peg in a round hole at all. This is just like uh, one synchronicity leads to another, leads to a door opening. This seems effortless. And when you follow and flow in that way, things can really, you know how to go you start you start dancing with your higher self the way you were you were designed to not just being trapped in your own mind thought patterns about what you should or shouldn't do you know and once you understand that your higher self can see the chessboard in a way you cannot and um you don't need to you know it it knows even better for you than you do it knows you better than you do and it sees things and ideas and in paths that it can lead you down that if you're trying too hard to hold on to your own idea you you get in the way of that and i believe this is um a, a, just a key key factor and point for all of us this year it's I know it's one for me so it must be for you guys too because we're all reflections of each other right so learning to make that agreement have that conversation with your higher self today hey I'm surrendering and having all the answers I trust that you see what is best for me and my job is to put out what comes through me and then and then uh, follow follow the the breadcrumbs right? That's really what it's all about. That's how you dance with your higher self in a way that leads to the greatest, uh, the greatest and greatest version of yourself. I firmly, firmly believe. All right. That being said, I do have a track here, a clip rather from, uh, Eckhart Tolle talking about this subject, because I know a lot of people, um, you know, just are in jobs that they're not joyful with at all like i said um caitlin is just super blessed to have tried something put it aside it didn't work out and now she's doing something that lights her up and now we're talking about what else can light you up really right so um definitely in a good spot caitlin for for all kinds of magic to continue to unfold i would say many people listening are probably in jobs that they're just don't enjoy at all right And this person asked Eckhart Tolle uh, in this clip, you know, how can I find work that will give me joy is the title of this, actually. And I found it on the Eckhart uh, Tolle YouTube page where this whole thing is um, Eckhart gives some really, really good insight in how to deal with uh, your current situation, how to how to make change from where you're at now. Take a listen.
0: I've been working for 13 years in an office and I feel that my job is boring and useless. I learned to surrender, but I'd like to change my job, but don't know where to apply. How can I find out what will give me joy and happiness and a feeling of meaningfulness? Well, start with where you are. Rather than trying to get away from where you are, you start with always the present moment. And you say you have surrendered, but have you surrendered enough? Have you truly surrendered? So, I suggest when you travel to work every morning, enter the state of presence, rather than drifting off into thinking, so that you're present every moment, whether you're driving or taking public transportation or walk to work, be there, absolute presence. And when you're at work, do one thing at a time, and bring in spacious moments as much as possible. They can only be a few seconds, one spacious breath, After you made a phone call, two spacious breaths. And then when you go to have lunch, wherever it is, either you eat the lunch that you brought with you or you go to the restaurant or the canteen or, again, present with every movement. So you use what otherwise would be a boring situation and just use it as the background for presence. So you're not ultimately, you're not looking for some satisfaction in the work, but you bring a different state of consciousness to it. So in a way, your work situation becomes like a canvas. It's just an excuse for practicing presence. Uh, and so that is, and you're lucky that you have a relatively boring job, it gives you great opportunity for practice if you had a very stressful job that kept you in a state of excitement all day long would be more difficult so to be thankful that life has given you something relatively boring <coughs> and then you you make it interesting not in the conventional sense of interesting but you you bring that the alertness to it uh, so you're not working at the you're not working at the stock exchange, shouting like a mad person. Sell, sell, buy. be on the computer. <laughs> now, if you, if there's any um, um, stockbroker wanting to ask me a question, please do. That'll be a different answer. I don't know what I'll say. <clears throat> There's a way there to, what it is, I don't know until you ask a question. <laughs> but uh, yes, use the situation, and so that as you do that, discontent disappears, and so, and that is true surrender. You say you practice surrender, the questioner says, but if there's discontent, of course, there's still not complete surrender, there's still I'd rather be somewhere else. Or the mind telling you, been 13 years, how many more years to retirement? Oh, and then you start counting the years to retirement. So you're losing yourself in past and future, and you're carrying the burden in your mind of past and future, missing the opportunity of the present moment because it's not interesting enough, says the mind. So that's good, practice, and you may find, if you come into such an alignment with the present moment, you feel more alive even within the routine activities, there is then an added dimension of aliveness that comes in, and you perform even the routine activities with a greater sense of aliveness. And it is often then that change comes into your life When you align with the present moment, instead of trying to get away from it, internally align yourself with it so that any kind of no to the present moment dissolves in an inner no. And so you're so aligned that actually power begins to flow through. That's why I call that the power of now. It's the power of life itself begins to flow through you. At first it flows into your routine activities and the way in which you relate to your colleagues at work becomes more present, different, somewhat different. Some people may notice it, others may not. And so, and gradually the the universe or life notices that you are in a different state of consciousness and often it is then that change comes into your life either through a chance event, or a chance encounter, or a sudden idea or realization that comes into your head one morning, in whatever form it comes, or some drastic thing, like you suddenly your company goes bust, the company that you worked for for so long, suddenly uh, they close down, everybody loses their job. Wow, you're free but you were free already, because you internally you already became free. So in what way change comes into your life, we don't know. It is much more likely to come in, but you no longer depend on external change for your, for your inner state. That's the main thing, that you don't depend on it anymore. You're already, and even if nothing else came into your life, you would continue practice until your last breath and your last breath would be a conscious breath. And you would have fulfilled your pur- purpose on this planet in this form, which is to be a vehicle for consciousness to come into this world. So you, you don't need to depend, you don't depend on anything. Change is more likely to come, yes, but this the presence practice is not a means to an end. You're not practicing, you say, okay, I'll practice, but if nothing happens within six weeks, I'll stop <laughs> practicing. <laughs> or the lady, do you know the, the lady who, <clears throat> um, a charge-going lady who saw, she lived in a house and outside her window there was a, a hill that blocked the view of the ocean so a little hill, and of course, if, she, if that hill hadn't been there, the, her, her house would have been worth much more, so because of that hill, her house was, wasn't worth that much. But in church, she heard, if you only have face of grow big as a mustard seed, you can sell to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move for you. She heard that in church, Jesus said, And then she said, oh, okay, I only have a hill there so I can, let's see, Um, and said, okay, I'm going to believe that this hill is going to move and then tomorrow morning I'll open the curtains and see what happens. So she, in the morning she got up and opened the curtains and the hill was still there. And to say, oh, I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> That's the <a> face. <clears throat> so to all of you who are bored at work, <laughs> There may be quite a few. <clears throat> Make it into a spiritual practice, a consciousness practice. Bored at work also means you're not particularly challenged at work. And in the absence of life challenges, there's always a the danger that you fall below thought and you come into a routine where you what you think it's acceptance, but you're really falling below thought, and you you uh, you go you're not you you go to work, and and there's a decrease in your sense of alertness and aliveness, and you become dull, and you go. And sometimes you see people who've been working in the same place for a long time; they can. They have not. It's does. That's not surrender or presence. They've just gone below thought, not risen above.
1: (laughs) So you know, as he said, start where you are enter the state of pre- I love the technique here enter the state of presence during work bring in spacious moments as much, as much as possible and if you notice him and this is something that I can really work on in my own self he's like uh, we're definitely like yin and yang in our um, spiritual teaching deliveries like he is the Zen master he's taking breaths long breaths and you know before thinking before he speaks I'm like that definitely isn't my style but I can learn something from that and it doesn't mean I've got to mirror that, or you've got to mirror that, but bringing space as much as possible. The more space you bring in, the deeper you're breathing, that's a reflection of how much you're able to capacity you have. You know, notice when you're really upset, you're breathing really shallow. You, you you don't have the capacity to handle what you're dealing with and it's reflected in your breathing transition into deep breathing as much as possible. And it makes you it's like makes you into like a superhero really um, so much power there that we're missing out on by, you know, breathing shallow and moving too fast. Um, but what, what he talks about here is making a boring situation a background for presence. You wor- your work becomes a canvas for practicing presence. So if that's what your, what your ultimate thing is, is to bring consciousness through right? Um, that's the ultimate reason you came into 3D is, is is a vehicle for consciousness to come into the world. What a wonderful canvas, a boring job for practicing presence, right? And what happens in that is when you're practicing presence, discontent disappears. And that equates to surrender. Uh, an added dimension of, alive, of aliveness comes in, he said. And when you align with the present moment and you've surrendered and you brought consciousness through and you found and you've, now taken this mundane situation and turned it into something magical more aliveness this is when change can come in this is when those breadcrumbs can start being dropped and you're like whoa look at the synchronicity of this obviously see, I should you know follow down this path I'm, I'm, I don't even need to guess anymore it's so clear what I should do next I feel in alignment with it the doors seem to be opening themselves um, you know and what's happened here you've found your true power Uh, in the now, right, by not depending on external for your inner state. And then uh, you know, of course, his his story at the end. He, I had I laughed out loud like for at least thirty seconds just at his laughing at his own joke. Like his, you couldn't see his expression if you're not watching the video, but he's just like so kind of awkward and funny, and he's like laughing at his own joke. And it seems like quiet in the crowd, but uh, I love this because I've I've experienced this too. You know, the the woman who said, "Oh, faith of a mustard seed, okay," and I can move a mountain, and then she meditates on it, and then the hill's still in the way of her house, and she's like. I knew it wasn't going to work. This reminds me, speaking of my, (laughs) speaking of my own, um, my, my former band Kundalini, this reminds me of our singer many years ago, you know, him, him saying the same kind of thing to me. He's like, ah, I tried that spiritual stuff. It doesn't work. You know, meanwhile, this person is like offering vibrations that are so counter to everything that would be, uh, moving the mountain or moving the hill. Right. And so I, I found that, that story really, really funny. And I definitely, um, Relate to it and, and um yeah, just good. A very good one. But, uh yeah, guys, I mean, one of the things, too, that he uh pointed out here is don't go below thought. It doesn't mean to numb yourself either. You're bringing more awareness, not less. You know, he, he talked about, you know, people who are just sort of in this haze. I think of going to the DMV. If you notice people at the DMV that work at the DMV oftentimes, it's like they are, you know, they have uh, – are in such a state of like lethargy and and of course that's stereotyping to say everyone i'm sure there's some really magical people at the dmv but it creates you know i've just noticed it any of any kind of like public facing organization that's part of the government a lot of times it's like they're just like in this drone energy of uh, barely alive and processing you know from you know uh, subconscious and and just sort of there barely <laughs> so don't d- doesn't mean to numb yourself it's becoming you know more alive in a state of something that otherwise might seem boring or mundane all right guys well we're out of imaginary time for this episode hope you have enjoyed it i hope this helps to offer some perspective for you caitlin and for any of you guys out there struggling with the whole work thing you uh certainly can have it all you're worthy of it all and start by appreciating that truth right now wherever you are and watch doors just fly open where they were closed before (sighs) i have a song to leave you guys with this is blue euphoria by reich and uh love this track hope you do too till next time journey well